You're listening to the Gender Reveal Party Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Pryor. This isn't your usual gender reveal party. There will be no baby sex parts. This is the real reveal, where we reveal gender through stories of brave humans willing to share their lived experience. Enjoy the listening. I sure enjoy making it. Say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too. Yeah. So we're going to have a party party. Birthday. Happy, happy birthday, baby. Okay, so it's my birthday. Uh, June 1st, 1966, I was born. June 1st also happens to be the kickoff of Pride Month. How cool is that? That the day of my birth kicks off Pride Month. Happy birthday to me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Gender Reveal Party Podcast. This is a special birthday episode and Pride kickoff episode. So first of all, I want to thank you all for listening. And I want to encourage you, if you've been listening to the podcast and you're enjoying the podcast, consider becoming a Patreon or a fan. So for as little as $7 a month, you can support this work. Um, And there's extra content and early releases and all kinds of cool stuff for being a Patreon. Most importantly, you're supporting work that I hope you feel is important and needs to get out there. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and like us. And now on to our surprise birthday podcast. So I wanted to come on for my birthday for a couple of reasons. One, because obviously we're kicking off Pride and we're a queer podcast, so Pride is a big thing. Um, And because it's my birthday and there was not, there was a long time in my life when I did not celebrate my birthday in a way that was powerful and positive. In fact, I was remorseful around my birthday. So I wanted to share a couple of stories with you today um, about that and about my delight that so much has changed for me. If you don't know much about my story, there's a couple of things that are around my birthday that are big deals. The first one is that I was born in 1966 and I was born into a family who already, I was the youngest of nine. I am the youngest of nine. And I was born into a family with a terminally ill child. My sister would, had, had hepatitis and she was terminally ill and was that way when I came into the family. So when I was born, my sister was bedridden and my mom would put me in bed with her. So for my infancy, I was in bed with my sister, and then she raised me in a lot of ways. She taught me how to ride a bike. She taught me how to tie my shoes. She taught me my ABCs. It was her that I remember sending me off to kindergarten, Uh, things like that. So I was in first grade. Uh, In between my kindergarten and first grade year, she died. And while that was devastating to me, um, it was even more devastating for a couple of reasons. One, we were a dysfunctional enough family, but mostly just like any family in 1966, we had no tools to deal with death, to deal with grief. And certainly nobody knew how to talk to a six-year-old about it. So it was devastating for me because I lost a primary caretaker, but I also didn't really have anybody to process that with or talk to about it. And so when you're six, you kind of make up stories about the things that happen in your life. And the last thing I remember my sister saying was on my birthday. 
So my birthday is June 1st. And when I turned six, my sister had a party. We had a party with my neighbor across the way, Scott. His birthday was on the 31st of May. So when I turned six, he was four and we had a combined birthday because we were best buddies. And I remember my mom saying to my sister, her name was Christy. She said, Christy, honey, you need to go lay down. You look really tired. And I heard my sister say to my mom, mom, it's Janet's birthday. I'm not going to go lay down. And so in my little world, I took that phrase. And then the next thing I know, she was off at the hospital and then she never came back. She died. So I took that phrase, uh, mom, I'm not going to go lay down. It's Janet's birthday to mean that my birthday tired her out and she died because of my birthday. I killed her basically. When you're six years old and you believe things like that, it has a huge impact right, on you. So not only was I devastated by the loss of my sister, I was also in a world where it was my fault and my birthday killed her. Now, I was 19 or 20 years old before I found out that my sister actually got sick on June 3rd. My birthday was on June 1st. Now, I could still make up a story then my party wore her out and that that's what killed her. The reality was my sister was terminally ill and she was going to die. And she lived to see me, sorry, turn six. So that was important to her. And I just think it's um, important to note that the stories that we tell ourselves sometimes gives us our vibration. It gives us our resonance for life, right? So you know, I'm six years old and I'm telling myself a story that I'm a killer, you know, that I kill people. And so I had it in my head that if I get really close to people, they'll leave or they'll die. Now, I got to play that out and watch it play out many times in my life in relationships where people left me. And then I had evidence, right, that there's something wrong with me. It helped uh, that whole story. And I think it's important to point out as a, as a spiritual and transformational leader that it's the stories we tell ourselves, not what actually happened. And so what actually happened was my sister got sick two days after my birthday. She was in a coma for 30 days and then she died. So that's what happened. And then my story led to that. Now, in addition to that, I also, in my six-year-old mind, decided that I also would not live past 18. My sister died when she was 17. So I decided I probably wouldn't live past 18 anyway. And I was, uh, you know, by the time I hit high school again, I was a suicidal youth. I was, you know, devastated by being gay. I didn't want to live. And so when I turned 18, I was furious. I was furious. And it set me off on another suicidal binge that went all the way until I got landed in the psychiatric ward. I turned 18 June 1st, 1984, and I landed my, my butt in the psychiatric unit January 3rd, 1985. So six months and two days um, from that date, I landed in a psychiatric unit and I was a mess by that point. And part of the contribution to my suicidal ideation, to my trauma, to all of it had to do with my birth, had to do with my birthday, had to do with the fact that my sister died on my birthday and all of that, right? And all of that was the story that I was telling myself. Um, and there was a whole lot to unpack there. Obviously, I was also trying to come out and I was a mess. But the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that there's a lot of things that we put on ourselves and aren't ours. And I want all of you to know that all of us have that stuff. And for me, what's powerful is to get curious. 
when I start to think a thought or think, tell a story or say what happened and then start to look at, is that my story about what happened or is that actually what happened? Then it gives me some space. So that's the first thing I wanted to share, but I wanted to share it because I, I am very, very grateful to be alive. <laughs> like I'm really, really grateful to be alive. And I'm grateful that now I'm coming on the, today I'm 56 and I love myself and I'm grateful that I was born and I'm delighted to celebrate my birthday. And that's a giant shift for me. <laughs> and so while I'm gloriously delighted that my birthday is the kickoff of pride, it's so important for a number of reasons because, because I was queer, I also wanted to die. And now I love, also love being a queer. I have loved being a queer from the moment I walked into that bookstore and the bell rang and I heard somebody say, who's the new baby butch? And I felt home there more than I've ever felt in my life. And when I met other trans butches and other, other butches and other trans guys and TG butches and things like that, I was home. And so for me, having my birthday kick off pride, the fact that I'm alive is so significant, right? Because I wasn't always happy about being alive. I have been hating myself so much and hated my own guts for so long that for me to be proud <laughs> to be alive, to, for me to be proud to be an out queer, which I have been proud for a long time, but to have that coincide with my birthday is the significance is not lost on me. <laughs> and so I wanted to share it with you because, you know, there are a lot of people telling me right now, and, and I mean, we could call it a fact that I'm not as safe now as I was 10 years ago. With all the violence that's coming at us, uh, trans people and all the laws that are being passed and the out and out war on women right now, I'm not as safe now as I was 10 years ago as an out queer. And that's, people tell me that all the time <laughs> and I get it. And I don't want to focus there because what I know is what I focus on gets bigger. And I want to continue to stay in my lane and continue to love the transphobia out of people and love the homophobia out of people. And for me, pride is a real, pride month is a really great opportunity to do that. And it's a really great opportunity to ask those of you that are listening to really reflect on are you celebrating pride? And if you are, why? Like, if you know queer people and you're celebrating pride, why are you celebrating? Like, are you celebrating because they're alive? Or are you celebrating because they're fun and there's a rainbow around your Facebook page? So it's important to note that pride started out as a riot. Pride started out at a bar called Stonewall where queer people and gender diverse people and it was mostly those of us who were gender queer who were at Pride. It was trans women of color and other gender diverse humans were the ones who were putting up the fight to start with. And then once that started, once that revelation, once that revelation, <laughs> revolution started, it were the black trans women that started it that just got ostracized from the queer community. So pride is important, not only to celebrate, but also to reflect on our history. And so this month during pride, while I want to focus on the joy and I want to focus on the celebration, 
and I'm kicking this off on my birthday for a very obviously specific reason. It's very significant that I'm my birthday is I'm I'm the grand you know like the grand marshal of the Pride Parade um, because it's my birthday it kicks off Pride, um, and I want to celebrate and I want us to be also be conscious because what I do here, what we do here. What you do here by listening to me and sharing this podcast is a ripple of love and a ripple of forward motion that is trying to be pushed back. But what we know is what you resist persists, and they're resisting us like crazy. (laughs) People that are afraid right now, they're really resisting. And what you resist persists, and so they're going to continue to like resist us, and we're just going to keep coming because we're coming with a tsunami of love. We're going to love the transphobia out of them. We're going to love the homophobia out of them. Just like I was able to love myself from hating my own guts to now where I'm out, I'm proud. And the, for me, once I came out, I couldn't shove myself back into a closet. Like it, 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 it was impossible. And I, I know that there are people who have come out and then they've gone back in the closet. And they've come out and they've gone back in the closet. And I don't know how they do that. I'll be honest with you, I don't, because for me, I, I couldn't do it. You know what? I'm going to turn off my camera real quick and put it back on. Thanks. Cause I was getting fuzzy, but I'm not going to, anyway, I don't know how they do that because once I came out, I had to be out. And once I came out and saw that my story made a difference, I also have had a commitment to make it easier for the younger generation all my life. And I was 18 years old when I came out, and it was in 1984, 1985. And now today I turned 56 years old. And I'm not saying I've done it every day of, you know, taking breaks, but for the most part, I've had my foot on the gas, being out, being visible, being loving, and also taking a stand so that my nieces and nephews, my children, my children's children won't have to hate their own guts for being queer for being genderqueer, for loving somebody who's the same sex as you, all of that. And I keep my foot on the gas and keep coming from a place of love because that's what I got. That psych ward that I landed in, it was the best thing ever happened to me because I was there with a bunch of misfits, all mentally ill and freaked out. And we were all just a bunch of mess, but we loved each other. We came together and I changed my life forever. It got me focused on how much I love humans. It got me focused on wanting to make a difference with humans, like all of it. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was a gift from God. That doesn't mean (laughs) that I want other kids to have to experience it, right? I want them to be loved from the jump, no matter what, whether they're queer, whether they're genderqueer, whether they're, you know, got three thumbs. I don't care. I just want kids to know they're loved. And I want all of you to know that you're loved and that pride is about celebrating how far we've come. It's about celebrating who we are, no matter what. And it just delights me and inspires me to no end to have my birthday kick off this month. We've got an exciting Pride Month scheduled for you for podcasts. We've got Minnie Bruce coming up just off the bat. She's a huge hero of mine. Um, I, I can't even tell you how proud and excited I am to have been able to have a conversation with her. Then my friend Aurora Higgs is going to come back and we're going to talk about pride and we're going to talk about really the roots 
of pride. And, you know, I've, I've got some other things I'm not going to share uh, because I'm, I'm still debating about the last two weeks. I've got some great content and I, I'm not sure exactly, but I know that we've got a great lineup for pride. And I just want to thank you again for listening to us. Thank you again for being a stand for these conversations, for letting yourselves be curious about your own gender and having these stories give you insight into your lives. Thank you again for sharing our podcast and talking about it with other people. Thank you for liking and subscribing. And for those of you who decided to become fans, I can't, I just thank you so much. This work is so important to me and it's so important to get out there and I can't do it without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And happy birthday to me, happy pride. Hey, thanks for listening to the Gender Reveal Party podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, would you take a second and go do all the things like subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends. Apparently, if you do that, the podcast platforms are more likely to share it. And if you think these stories are important, please take three minutes to just go do that. I'd really appreciate it. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm at The Gender Reveal Party. And on Twitter, I'm at Prior J. It's a real joy and privilege to bring you this podcast. Come back soon. Love you, bye.